0: Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I am your host, Ruto, joined as always by AJ Haefley. here to talk about the future of the Avs a little bit. Um, before we get there, though, as, as props to AJ, if you haven't read his article, go read it. We're going to be talking about that a little bit on today's show Uh little bit of news around the league first. Uh, A couple different things. Uh, COVID infected four Vegas Knights that we know of confirmed. And there are two positive tests at Team Canada's WJC selection camp as well. Not much to say on the subject other than just like it's still very clearly an issue that hockey is dealing with.
1: I think Columbus, uh, I think Portlands have seven to ten guys on Columbus as well.
0: Yeah, so... Definitely still out there. Definitely still going around hockey teams. Uh, so it's not like this issue is just going away. It's still something that the NHL and, and all leagues in hockey around the world is having to deal with.
1: It's almost like they're uh, not in a bubble anymore. Yeah, crazy. And uh, this is just reinforcing that the bubble concept Absolutely worked.
0: Yep. 100%. Clearly, both NBA and NHL had zero positive tests for their playoff bubbles. The NBA even played some regular season games. Um, So it's clear that the bubble is effective, and hopefully once – teams get into the bubble for the WJCs. It works just as well as as I mentioned Canada with a couple of positive tests, but they have about three weeks until they need to go into their bubble, so they should be just fine. Should be fine. Yep. Other than that, we can get into the Avs conversation here, which we're going to be talking a little bit about next year kind of being the 21-22 season because... The Avs have a lot of work to do. I, th- I think that starts first and foremost. The one that's probably closest to getting done today is extending Gabe Landeskog. Mm-hmm. But they have Landeskog. They have, obviously, Brandon Saad. They have Kale McCarr's contract to get done as well. And then who am I forgetting? They have one more. Uh, Belmar. Belmar. And, and, and then, Calvert, I suppose.
1: But yeah, yeah, Belmar, Calvert, and then technically... Um, jost as well sure
0: jost is an rfa in this case
1: yeah still Uh, still an expiring because that's money not on the books for next year so it's meaningful he's in terms of today's
0: if they're gonna qo him even if it is small Yeah.
1: yeah and that's uh that'll be reflected in the roster that we toss up here
0: yeah should we just jump into the roster is that the best way to do it
1: um no we can we can look at it a little bit more i mean we can the situation is still, I think, complicated because if if Macar was also a UFA, yeah, it would be a little bit easier. But the fact that like the priority free agents are obviously going to be Landeskog and Macar, yeah. The difficult part working around that is that Landeskog they will they will know he either signs an extension or he leaves in free agency and they have that money to spend elsewhere. Yep. In which case if land, you know, if we're living in some bizarro world where Gabe Landiscock walks as a free agent, keeping Brandon Sod actually becomes kind of important,
0: important and significantly easier.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, financially you just give that money to sod. So pretty simple. I don't want to live in that world. Me either. So we're not gonna we're not gonna touch on that as a realistic possibility here. Um the problem with Makar being an RFA is that an RFA with no arbitration. So this is the Miko Rantanen in situation all over again. Yep. Um if it was just Miko or if I'm sorry, if it was just Makar, it'd be easier. Yeah. But he's in a market Um, Makar, Quinn Hughes, Rasmus Dahlin, Miro Haskinen. All four are going to be RFAs at the same time, unsigned RFAs at the same time.
0: And not only are you talking about, you know, a bunch of future Norris winners there, probably. You're also, this is the first crop of elite RFA defenders that we're getting in this flat cap era. So yep. when you talk about, you know, last last year we're talking about Rantanen and, and Marner and these guys setting the market for the rest of the RFAs or, or at least for the rest of the high end RFAs, that market is not exactly clear when it comes to these defensemen and, and what teams are preparing for and expecting going into the future with an unknown cap. Yep. So it, one, all those dudes are gonna make it bank, ton of money and it's it's going to be a mexican standoff situation where who's going to blink first and sign a contract. And then two, overpaying for one of these guys now is going to feel a lot worse than overpaying for someone when you expect the cap to go up 3 million every year.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So <clears throat> I that's where McCar is tough, right? Because look, Throw at the end of the day, you pay McCarr whatever he's worth.
1: Right, and that's that's where it creates complications uh, for trying to re-sign a guy like Assad, even even Belmar or a Calvert. That would be difficult because um, that that there is no deadline for that. You know, there's no hard, there's no line in the sand. Yep, you agree to a deal when you agree to a deal. You know, we saw with Miko, it was. Middle of training camp. I mean, technically,
0: there is a deadline. I just don't know what it is like. No, in a normal year, it's December first that players have to sign by if they want to play in the NHL.
1: But that's yeah, that's what I mean. Like um, those dudes, they're going to they're going to take the time that it takes, Uh, and they will. They they. You have to make sure that you hold the money for them, and it's hard to it's hard to pinch a penny. You know, if you can get McCart to agree to a deal now, so that they know what the number is, you're that's a huge win for them, because then they can plan. Not only do they have him under contract, but then they can plan. Okay, well now we know that it's nine million and not nine point five, because that extra five hundred thousand dollars is money that they can spend elsewhere. Um, yep. And that's you know, those are all considerations that you have to have um this is not they right now they have 26 million dollars with the because the cap's gonna stay flat we know this Mm -hmm. they've got 26 million dollars in cap space for next offseason that's plenty to bring back landis and makar plenty those guys are not going to cost 26 million dollars
0: well i the number i think roughly both of us have been kind of playing around with on the safe side is somewhere around 17 million for both of them
1: if you the roster that i sent you i have him at, right at uh 1525
0: yeah so th- probably somewhat realistic there is mm-hmm. he has layingcott we can just bring this up at 7.25 and then kale McCarr at, at a flat nine yeah uh, we'll get into some of the other numbers in a little bit, but those far and away the biggest two deals that they have to do. Um, if you get them at 15.25, that leaves them, you know, before you get into conversations about other players at about 11 million, not quite 11 million to play with to to do whatever else they want to do.
1: Yeah. Um, the guy that we forgot on this list is Grubauer. Grubauer. Yeah, I knew we yeah. were
0: forgetting the UFA. <laughs> yeah.
1: Grubauer and that's where that's where a big chunk of that is going to go. Um If, you know, whether or not you you bring back Philip Grubauer, you're bringing you're signing a goalie. Yeah.
0: A, a starting caliber goaltender has to be signed by the Evs one way or another.
1: Yeah, and uh, at the moment next year The guys that are set to be free agents, um, it's kind of an intriguing class, I guess, if you really talk yourself into it. Um, Tuka Rask is set to be a free agent. Freddie Anderson, Jordan Bennington, Antti Ranta, Philip Grubauer. So, like, some interesting names. Antti Ranta's always hurt, even though he's been productive. He's also already 32. Obviously Bennington at 27, like the the blues aren't gonna if Bennington proves to be the real deal, they're not gonna let him leave. Yeah. Freddie Anderson is really the only one of those guys that might actually hit the market. So the idea the the idea that the Avs can just go out and replace that guy next year pretty unrealistic. I would say the the cheapest thing that the Avs could do would require big steps forward. Pablo Franco steals his job. Yeah. They have Pavel Franco's at two million dollars. They protect him in the expansion draft. That's great for them. Adam Warner becomes his backup. They save a bunch of money there. That's, That's a
0: big leap of faith, though.
1: Right. That would be that would be the best case scenario if you're trying to save money and you know, and you're trying then, to continue to skimp at the at the goaltender position.
0: Even then, if francos does that, you get him for two million for one year, and then you have to pay him the following year anyway as a and starter.
1: At that point, exactly. And then, and then it's like you're you're constantly walking the walking the there. course. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> you're you're just trying not to get burned with the goalies at that point, and you're you know and that's when you're you're desperately hoping that Annan becomes a legit player for you and you know this this is why on this roster here which I don't even know if people can read but I gave I gave Grubauer a 3 year extension at 4.5 million for me that's that's basically he stayed healthy he did what he had to do um he had a solid season not exceptional not disastrous solid he gets a he gets a decent little raise from 3.3 to 4.5 it's not a long term commitment 3 years is not it's not huge it's a um,
0: standard middling middling starter contract basically
1: ex- exactly it's exactly the kind of contract that you give a guy where you're like he had a, he had a he had a solid year yeah
0: so you throw Gru Bauer in there or right in goalie X, whatever you want in there to the 15 and a quarter you gave Makar and Landeskog and you move up to just shy of $20 million spent. Yeah. So that leaves you with six ish million to shore up the rest of your lineup, whether that be extending RFA Tyson Jost Trying to bring back someone like a Brandon Saad. We'll get into that a little bit more in our second period. We do have to take our first period break, though. As if you guys need good Christmas ideas, we got some great ones coming up at the end of this week. Or if you just want to treat yourself, we're excited to announce our Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales here at DNVR. You can get up to 80% off the entire DNVR store, basically giving away shirts for free. So this Friday and Monday. Mm -hmm. Now is the time to do it. And if you spend $75 pre-tax, you'll also give a $15 gift card that you can apply starting on December 1st in the DNVR locker. And that's not even it. If you sign up for an annual membership on Friday or Monday, you will get a $60 gift card to the DNVR locker. That's literally the entire price of the annual membership to the DNVR locker. So you just getting free stuff like come get free stuff from dnvr is basically what we're saying it's a great time to support dnvr especially now that we're on lockdown again and we've had to close the dnvr bar so we're giving you a killer deal on all the merch and you can help support us through some tough times i mean let's be honest all a lot of businesses are struggling right now so head on over to the DNVRLocker.com on friday and enjoy a weekend of killer deals be sure to mark your calendars, get a bunch of awesome DNVR merch all over the board. We Whether this is just the picture that I have, if you missed out on the Blink-182 shirt, get it while you can. bunch of other amazing merch as well. And we also have Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You can get them from the farmhouse directly. Use code DNVR to get $5 off when you pick up over there. And of course, our primary sponsor on this podcast, DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Bunch of awesome bets always going on. Right now, this week, you can double your money on Thursday night if either team scores a touchdown. Doesn't matter which one, doesn't matter who wins, none of that. All you have to do is get a touchdown scored and you are good to go on Thursday night. Who's playing? Uh, Baltimore and someone. I forget who they're playing against. You're getting a touchdown. Yeah. Easiest touchdown ever. Like Baltimore and Pittsburgh. You're going to get a touchdown. It's it's happening. Uh, So go double your money in the easiest way possible. And if you're new to DraftKings, you can get up to a thousand dollar bonus. When you sign up with a new account with code DNVR, even if football is not your thing, they have a bunch of amazing odds boosts that you can always bet on every single day they change. So it's awesome. Just be sure to opt in and double your money betting on a touchdown happening in that Baltimore-Pittsburgh game. So download that top-rated sportsbook app now from DraftKings, and when you sign up, you'll get that $1,000 offer and the offer to double your money. Win, 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 win. That's right. All it takes is one touchdown. So... Code DNVR when you sign up. Don't forget, for a limited time only, must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25X. Play through restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call win 100-522-4700. 2nd period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's move into the what's left conversation because... Presumably Landy's going nowhere. We know Makar's going nowhere. And we know the Avs need a starting goaltender. Those are three just facts. But the questions come with, with the lineup you sent me, first of all, Calvert and Belmar are gone. Yep, That just makes Um, sense. They have a Martin Cout already pushing for a job there. Uh, They have Shane Bowers. They have Alex Newhook. They have a bunch of guys coming
1: see a new hook's not on that roster he's um not. that's and that's a roster that has eleven regular forwards with Logan O'Connor as the extra and Dennis Gilbert as the seventh guy um on defense I didn't know what to do with Connor Tibbins so I just left him off and was like I just, won't t- I just won't I just won't mess with it yeah um and I have Byram as the other I have Byram as the other regular of course yep so. I did all that. Um brought, you know, I got Grubauer and got Landy and I got um a car for sixteen million, not fifteen million, and ended up with five hundred thousand dollars in cap space. Yep. So that's bad. You're not gonna you can't sign anybody for five hundred thousand dollars.
0: Yeah, five hundred yeah. didn't get you much. Joe's three signed for nine hundred k there for what? Oh uh, yeah,
1: yeah. So when you think about it, you're like, oh hey, you still have six million dollars to spend, and but then it's you know five million dollars to spend, but then you have, you know, you have contracts between seven hundred thousand and nine hundred thousand to four, four or five different guys. Yep. You know, it adds it adds up those add up pretty quickly to a couple mil and <clears throat> that's, you know, 900,000 to Jost is generous. Yeah. Like that's assuming that's basically, he takes
0: zero steps forward. <laughs> yeah. He
1: takes his qualifying offer for a second straight year. Yep. Uh, which would be a huge boon for the ads. Like this Tyson doesn't want to get paid, apparently. And,
0: the, we're not going to get into it on this show, but there is a show that I have no doubt will do in eight ten months time where it's like, all right, should the Avs look at trading X piece and Y piece?
1: Yeah. There's definitely other ways to, to open up cap space but here. That's way too but far down the line to look at now. So the one, the one way to open up cap space that's not factored into this is I did not take anybody out for expansion.
0: So you take 500k as it is right now available, yeah. and you include expansion. Yeah, that could be Tyson Jost, which does not free up much. But
1: right, then you're okay. Now you have 1.4 million in space. It's breathing room. Yep, you're That's definitely not in another ELC
0: at bringing any significant pieces in though. At that point, yeah. but if they take just about anyone. That will be available. That isn't Jost.
1: You consider the what we would say are the realistic possibilities right now: Frantzos, Graves, Donskoy, Confer.
0: possibly Nichushkin.
1: Yeah, Nichushkin would be uh, the other guy to consider there. Yep. Donskoy is your best case scenario. Yep. <laughs> it opens up. It opens up the most amount of money. He's the easiest uh, guy to replace on the roster because. This is where Alex Newhook comes in, because if they take Donskoy, Donskoy's 3.9 goes. That puts him okay. to
0: 4.4, roughly. Right.
1: It's, 4 point, it's 4.4 where you can just sit on that money. You don't need to use it. Uh, and you give Alex Newhook an ELC. Comfort takes Donskoy's spot on the right side uh, of your third line. Newhook yep. becomes your third line center. Remember, this is still the last year of Cadre's deal. Yep. Alex Newhook is not walking in the door and taking the two C job immediately. Right. It's probably it, gonna take a little bit of seasoning. So look, either almost
0: every center to join the league in history that hasn't been like super high tier right off the bat. And even McKinnon started as a three C in this league. Like
1: right.
0: you start rookie centers at three C. It's just what you do.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> it's either that or you put him on wing in the top 6 which is also what McKinnon did. Yep. His when he first year.
0: moved into the top 6. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. When he was <laughs> playing next to Stastny and Landeskog. So <clears throat> that's the different avenues here. Yep. Um they're going to lose that money. They lose Donskoy. they lose Confor again if 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 it's Confer Bam, you're, he's you're your still 3C. Still
0: chilling at 4 million and you drop him in at 3C. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then if you and still need to open up money, that's where the Eric Johnson buyout comes in.
0: Well, and so you put New Hook in, say he gets 925 max, whatever. That puts you at, uh, depending uh, around 3 mil, maybe a little higher than 3 mil uh, of money, 3.5 mil at most to deal with. And then you get into the conversation of, of are you fine with 3.5 mil? Do you want to go out and get a player with three and a half mil yeah. or what else do you do to free up more money to, I, I mean, let's be honest, the conversation we're going to have here is talking about potentially bringing back Brandon sod.
1: Yeah. And if you have Alex Newhook uh on board, you're bringing back Brandon sod. Um, you're, you're still trying to figure out some decisions at that point because you have Burakovsky and Kadri on expiring deals. And you have Nichushkin on an expiring deal.
0: I mean, so we can I think the conversation there is mainly Burakovsky, right? Because you're still looking to round out your top 6 with Brandon Saad. And if you extend him, he's in your top 6 for the foreseeable future. Sure. Kadri, you have the new hook replacement right there. You're you're betting on him being a 2C in the in the near future.
1: Yeah, and Kadri Kadri's free agency will be interesting. He'll be thirty-two. He's a center. He's already showing signs of slowing down a little bit. I, you know, I wonder if he wouldn't be willing to just stay, and then you just swap,
0: put him in three C role. Yeah,
1: he becomes then he becomes the three C, and you hook becomes your two C. Uh, he obviously would have to take Less a take cut party. of some yeah. kind. I was thinking like three and a half mil in that range would be probably fair for where he is at that point in his career, but we don't know what his numbers are going to look like over the next few years. There might be somebody out there on the market. That's like, I mean, you think about what Zuccarello got.
0: Yeah. If Kadri puts up 65 points or Mm -hmm. something next year and it's like, Someone's going to play this guy at 2C and pay him to do so. but
1: Yeah, absolutely. It'll probably be Nashville, too. <laughs>
0: yeah, because they just collect centers out there.
1: That's right. Uh,
0: but uh, So, Kadri stay, Kadri go. You can have that conversation. But when you're looking at the Avs top six, if you're bringing back Saad, the big question to me is how do you keep Burakovsky then?
1: yeah and then you know you, at this point you're also you're also looking at you know your farm system is also going to be getting this massive influx yeah you know sample Ranta, alex Bocage, all those all those forward prospects we're always talking about are going to be in loveland and while that might be a year or two down the road if you're so insistent that you bring back Brandon Saad, you know this is that's where that's where you're going to struggle. Like Saad is Saad is the older player. I would say he's the more well-rounded player. Certainly, better
0: track record. Yeah.
1: Well, Burakovsky is easily the more dynamic player. And so, you know, which, you know, you're going to, you're going to be replacing, you know, you're going to be getting a shot in the arm with Alex Newhook, who's all dynamic. (laughs) It's, it's, it's all electricity with that kid. Yep. So you look at Burakovsky and you say, well, he's going to fit right in skill wise. Saad though, would be that like solid vet, been there, done that and does a little bit of everything well you know and is your solid is is a solid two-way like anchor for you not in a bad way but like you know does does the dirty work you you know essentially is the Landeskog role for that top line but for your second line
0: and i guess the the point i'm trying to dig down to on here is there a world where you can keep both because you're at four-ish million or whatever if they take Don 3 and three and a half if you add new hooks contract. And and maybe you move out a, a piece or two to to sign sod for four and a half, five million or something if he's willing to take a little bit of a pay cut.
1: Well, uh, scroll down a little.
0: Uh, okay, there you go.
1: What's the what's the what is their projected cap in? How much how much space do they have? 575
0: oh 17 million in Seven, so
1: twenty-two. 17 million and that's that's with franzos and
0: yeah franzos Burkovsky, kadri nachushkin as ufas
1: that's tough because that's the year before mckinnon
0: has to get the big big bucks too yeah but, but I think this is where the conversation comes in that, that we were starting to get to, and then I kind of derailed us. If the Avs don't intend on bringing back Saad and Burakovsky both, I don't think there's any reason to buy out EJ, assuming you know, he waives his NMC. Whatever. Sure. Whatever.
1: The expansion, the expansion draft stuff will take care of itself, and then yeah. you have a separate set of decisions to make.
0: Right. But from a strictly money standpoint, I think you have to try and find a way to sign sod without buying out EJ. Whether that's moving a piece out or, you know, you can do weird stuff like maybe O'Connor and Gilbert are both in the AHL while you play McDonald as your one scratch to save 700 K here or there or whatever. And it's going to be tight. Like, let's not kid ourselves to bring sod back on any type of contract is going to put the Evs right up against the cap with very little wiggle room.
1: Yeah. The cost of bringing him back too is something we're using 6 million. is kind of like the benchmark here, but he won't get 6 million next summer. Right. That's, um, that's kind of what I was alluding
0: to where it's like you free up four and a half to five million space, especially, you know, he's on the record saying he wants to win. And I take that with a grain of salt for every player. But if you're willing to take a little bit of a pay cut, especially in a flat cap era where there might not be a team offering him the biggest money in the world, it, it starts to become a bit more of a reasonable conversation as that number comes down from 6 million
1: yeah and his career has been interesting too he has to, he's won two Stanley cups mm-hmm. uh and he's also experienced the other side of life
0: in the dumpster yeah
1: yeah and so he kind of knows what it's like to live on both sides and it's not you know and he he broke into the league at 20 and got paid early on so uh he what he what he prioritizes is going to be interesting. Because he's not gonna be the guy that gets that big money anymore he's no longer like the in his prime super play driver that he was when he was younger right
0: he's and and even then his career highs is, is fifty three points. It's right. not like he was a massive <laughs> producer
1: right like this is this is a guy that's going to He's going to give you a lot of garbage goals. He's going to do really good, solid work along the wall. He's going to give you a bit of a physical presence, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Like, he's going to, he's just going to be an effective player for you. And how is that going to age? You know, you've got to, you know, this is, I think what Tyler Toffoli got in Montreal is kind of what I would be shooting for, for Brandon Sod's next deal.
0: That was what, like four and a half.
1: I think it was four two five, but yeah, okay. we're right in the same Ballpark, neighborhood. So, yeah. um, that's where if if that's the conversation, I think it changes it. Yeah. But I would I would definitely be having Burakovsky extension conversations before I sign him. Before sure. I sign Saad, if, if, because if you can get if, Bur- Burakovsky, also needs to do something this year. Same thing with Saad. Yeah. These guys also these guys also need to like
0: if they both have 20 point seasons then it's like all right well
1: <laughs> you, yeah. you
0: you go a different direction but if one of them has a 60 point season and the other has a 30 uh, it yeah. makes the decision a lot easier for the avs for sure.
1: Yeah. And Burkowski being signed next year just makes it more of a well we can still give him another year and see how it goes. Yeah. Um He's in he's in such an interesting spot because if he doesn't have a great year I could see the avs dangle him for expansion. Sure.
0: But they if he has
1: if he has a 60 point season, you know, he has right. the kind of year he's that he had last protected. year. Yeah. They're going to protect him and they're going to sign him. Um I know that they were interested in giving him a longer deal than they did this off season. But, because of the flat cap, it really kind of
0: just wasn't feasible, especially with what they had coming. yeah,
1: it just it just stepped in it stepped on a lot of their a lot of their plans where they they were looking at trying to lock down more of this roster for longer than they were able to sure. Um, and Burkovsky was at the center of that. That was something mm-hmm. I know that they wanted to. I, I know that they I know that they wanted to do more than a 2-year deal for him. And the the upside of the 2-year deal is that they get to kind of slow play it and figure it out. Yep. The downside is that he could make himself quite a bit more expensive.
0: You can't you don't end up overpaying Berkovsky for a long time this way, but you could we could be in 2 years talking about how Berkovsky's going to make 7 million on his next deal. Like <laughs> We don't know. Uh, That's that's the reality there. Do need to take our second period break and talk to you guys about Chevalier Mortgage with Mike and Virginia. You can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or visit them at dnvrmortgage.com where more free DNVR stuff. Enter on their site for a raffle to win a free DNVR shirt or hat. And when you do, make sure you also sign up for the most important part, a free consultation to discuss all of your options. Again, that's dnvrmortgage.com to go over to enter and win yourself some free merch, as well as get yourself set up with Chevalier Mortgage. Since your home is likely to be one of your largest assets and your mortgage your largest debt, they believe it is vital to consider your full financial picture when purchasing a home. This includes considering your short-term and long-term planning goals, your investments, and your tax situation. Mike and Virginia will work tirelessly to find the best loan for your situation. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. Please go over there. At least get yourself signed up to win some free stuff. If nothing else, Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. Third period. The DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Number one rated sportsbook app out there, everybody. Go make your bets. Just do it. Uh, All right. So, the Burakovsky situation is tough. The Saad situation is tough, individually. And every time we talk about this, we take heat. Even though it's not even something we're necessarily advocating for.
1: But. It's funny how that gets lost sometimes. Yeah. Because we have the conversation doesn't mean that this is a thing. Right. Either one of us are like big fans of or whatever.
0: But the reality of the situation is buying out Eric Johnson gives the Evs $4 million to play with. Yeah. The replacements are there. You already talked about how you struggled to put Connor Timmons in this lineup.
1: Yeah. I mean it, would it would it just be the biggest solid ever if Seattle just took it?
0: Just to take six million off the cap.
1: <laughs> to take Eric Johnson for two years and be like, hey, look, we can we can afford to spend this. It's just two years. He's thirty two. He's a great guy. He's a veteran he's a veteran dude who, you know, who knows? Maybe he has if, if he has to win the cup this year, then he's got cup winning pedigree all of a sudden. Yep, he's so a he's a know what it takes kind of guy.
0: I mean, that would be the dream, wouldn't it? Like the abs. I don't want to say
1: dream.
0: Sure, uh, that's a good. It would feel a lot less bad if EJ gets taken not, in the expansion draft after he won a cup here.
1: We we should we should draw the line between business and sure personal personal feelings for guys definitely um because personally I, I would love to see Eric Johnson finish the contract in Colorado win multiple Stanley Cups and get his jersey retired that would you know that would yep. be super neat uh but from a business perspective if Seattle were to just say, uh, you know Donskoy's is not very hard to find the chushkin's not very hard to find
0: veteran let's experience just, D is something we yeah. need whatever yeah
1: let's just take EJ from a business perspective that might be the best case scenario for Colorado
0: it add uh, there's your money if you want to extend Brandon Zod if, if they take the full six million dollar cap hit of EJ you replace it with Timmons which is what 880 or something you yeah. sign sad for five million dollars sod and for five million dollars and that has completely covered it
1: yeah the the concern the, the concern was sod that I that I would have on any extension and this this gets into the uh, should they do it even if sure. they have the money sure uh is the um, should they do it conversation because he's just he's just like he's solid but he's like right now he's set to be the sixth forward in the top six yep is that really something you want to pay to extend like this isn't this isn't like this isn't like a core guy you know this is secondary core yeah sure this is a finishing touch kind of guy yep you know you get this guy to to round out your top 6 now your bottom 6 gets that much better because they're not constantly hemorrhaging one guy to fill in a spot in the top 6 you know it's a rising tide raises all rising tide raises all boats kind of thing he just makes everything around him better because he's there but that's not something that you want to pay premium money for and we see in this league all the time teams get in trouble paying guys 4 and 5 million dollars these non-core guys that they lock in for multiple years and kind of just end up stuck with and don't get great value out of when they're not in their 20s.
0: So I don't disagree. Like, obviously, there's some risk there. Uh, anytime you you look at extending any player for significant money or significant term, there's some risk, in, especially in a player, as you said, that's not going to be part of your true core yeah but without looking into trades because again that there's just too many variables there to look at right now mm-hmm. i'm looking at the free agent market in 21 22 it's bad outside of taylor hall being on the market again there's not a lot of interesting forwards there
1: right it's like it's it's what taylor hall ovechkin landeskog and sod
0: yeah, Stasny. if you want to throw in an older guy. Sure. Um, maybe Nuge, if he walks from Edmonton.
1: Well, he would be interesting. RNH would be interesting. Very on, on similar
0: conversation to Sod there, I think. Probably a little bit better track record uh, production-wise. but
1: uh, the what, what you're getting at is that there's not a difference maker yeah, that's going to be on the market. Taylor right. Hall will probably end up staying in Buffalo.
0: Right, unless Taylor Hall wants to come to Colorado for six and a half million dollars,
1: <laughs> he had that chance. He already right. said no so right
0: exactly.
1: I wouldn't even I wouldn't even mess around with that ever again.
0: So right. the best that you're realistically looking at is either an older guy where you have concerns about aging curve or uh, Nugent Hopkins, which is in the same ballpark as as Brandon Sod as far as impact on the team.
1: Right. You're getting into the free agent class is not going to be good. And yep. so that's that's where the fear is, is that Brandon Saad sees the money. Mm-hmm. And he says, okay, in a normal um, had he been a UFA this year, he would not have gotten anywhere close to $6 million a year. Yep. But next year, teams are going to be in a little better position because they will have spent a year planning for the flat cap. cap. And then he's going to be one of the top five guys out there on the market. Teams are always desperate to improve.
0: And it's this funny double-edged sword situation, right? Where the Avs want him to play very well and help them win a cup in the coming season. But also if he puts up a 60 point season, someone's going to pay that dude.
1: Which I mean, at that point, you're okay with it.
0: Right. There's of course you're all right. If if he plays out of his You're mind. okay with
1: anything if they win the cup, of right. course. Yeah, you know, like at, that, at that point you're just like, whatever. But it's it just creates <laughs> this awkward
0: situation as as you said, from a from a team perspective, of course, you as the Avs want him to play to the best of his ability and help you win. Yeah. But from a business perspective of the Avs, you know, maybe if he only has 40 points and you liked what you got out of him. You can get him a little bit cheaper.
1: And if he really likes it, you know yeah, that's that's yeah. the other thing. Is like there are some guys that that get to a place and they're like, man, this is such a good fit. Yeah. This is I'm so thankful I got to you know that I'm here. I have a chance to stay here. How much am I going to give up on my next contract to 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 consider staying? You know, do I want to do I want to pack up and move again? for the third time in three years is, you know, is that, is that the plan? Like, I think it's all those personal things that we never are privy to as part of that decision.
0: I I don't want to toot our own horn too much as you're an expat now, but a lot of players say they love Denver and Colorado.
1: They do. Um, they, a lot of guys stick around, you know, we still see, you know, Pierre Turgeon still when he's, when he's, not coaching he's been busy playing in beer leagues in denver for a long time a lot yeah. of guys stay um you know um, but brandon zod even said that after the trade he he went out to denver for a week one of the first things he did is he just all right well i'm gonna go hiking Yeah, you know there's just there's a certain element to living in denver that you don't get in a lot of other certainly american cities for sure it's it's
0: one of those unique cities because, and this is honestly becoming a little less true as someone who's lived here for a while, but it has all of the amenities of like the big, big American cities, New York, Chicago, but it doesn't quite have the same metropolis level feel of living in the urban jungle. You're, you're yeah. never more than forty five minutes from the mountains or or nature or whatever
1: and then you sit in traffic on i seventy for three hours and you're like, oh, everybody else had this idea
0: yeah and uh traffic here yeah. is not getting better, but you know
1: not getting better anywhere, my man. true Probably just to only get worse in places too many people I will say i've always I have always uh felt like. Denver was a big city with a small town attitude, yeah. and I will I will say that that is less and less true every year. Yep. The I mean the population is just it's just it's exploded in the last ten years. People like me showed up, so you know all those people from Texas and Texas, California, Chicago,
0: California seem to be the big it's, three.
1: It's so funny because the state has voted like Democrat in the last couple of big elections. And it's like all California's fault. But anytime, anytime they get a bad driver, it's all Texas's fault. (laughs) And it's like, you guys pick one whose fault is it? Okay. (laughs) Jeez. So, but living in Denver is awesome is the point. And it is a, it is a, it's a city unlike any other. Yeah, I am. I am a Texan driver, brah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, all right. So, as as we start to wrap this up, let's do this. Two questions: Should the Ev sign Brandon Saad? How much Probably. should they sign him for?
1: Probably not.
0: Probably not.
1: Yeah, because. I mean, we didn't even really get into it, but if any of Bocage or Ranta hit... Yeah. Those are, you're hoping, you they know... could
0: give you 20 goals, for sure.
1: Ex- exactly. They could... And especially you look at Bocage and you think, it's not hard to envision him replacing Brandon Sod. Yeah.
0: must has to learn to skate, but, you know...
1: It's gotten better. A little. I... All it needs to do is trend in the right direction for him to be a serious prospect.
0: True. That's true.
1: So New hook's on his way no matter what. Yeah, Like if you if you replace New hook or if you replace Kadri with New hook, you still need to replace Sod in your top six. I'm, at I, some point.
0: Based on last season, I'm not moving Kadri to wing either. <laughs> like Yeah. Dude's been a center his whole career and it seems pretty apparent that that's the only way I
1: I know this has been about Saad, but I really do wonder if a year from now this is a Kadri or Burkovsky conversation.
0: Yeah, I could definitely see that being the conversation.
1: Um, some of this also has to do with decisions made in the draft. Yep. Because had they taken had they taken JJ Paterka.
0: Yeah, forward in the first round. That's a guy you're putting on a two-year, three year maybe path to the yeah. NHL.
1: Well, Paterka would have been a Euro. Yep. Finish the year in the DEL, come over to the AHL next year. Yep.
0: And then probably looking to graduate at the end of that
1: season. And then depending on how he plays, push, you know. Yep. Um and at and least make himself part of that conversation. So it's it's interesting how the draft decisions play into this. Yep. But you also have like, you look at John Luke foodie and you're like, Hey, that could be, you could, you could realistically have the best skating centers in the NHL by a country mile with McKinnon, new, new hook, hook foodie and powers. Jesus. Those four guys flying down the middle, every single shift. And...
0: Just put That's them sad. on a power play unit and tell them all to never stop skating. <laughs>
1: You have all four of them, like straight up flying B style, have yeah. all four of them go behind the net together. Yeah, exactly. And the one guy skates up and he drop passes it and four guys, <laughs> they all just skate as fast as they can. And it's like, all right, good luck.
0: Then they uh, honestly go offside, it, but you know,
1: but I was gonna say, at that point you would just dump the book.
0: <laughs> <laughs> True. They'll win the race. It'll be fine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Get to get to center ice and just to just dump it, and those guys are all standing still. They're going to have to turn and skate, and you've got those four guys. Yeah, good luck.
0: All right. Anyway, so, yeah, I guess we're wrapping up. The point being, it's going to be tight one way or another for the Abs, and they're going to have to make some decisions yeah. with their money, not only at the end of this coming year with with making decisions on someone like Saad and their other UFAs, but for the next handful of years, the next year after that, you have to decide about Franco's, You have to decide about Natchushkin, Kadri, and, and Burakovsky. We talked about it, and then after that, it's McKinnon's deal. So, year after year, the the treadmill keeps running. So,
1: yeah, the let's see, let me just look at Kev. the year that McKinnon comes up twenty three, twenty four right now they have
0: it would be don's going calm for
1: the abs currently have 63 million in cap space for that year yeah.
0: so they essentially have to redecide their entire team
1: <laughs> so you know you just carve out 12 of that for mckinnon right now yep carve out 14 just to be, to be safe, safe. yeah and then work your way down um because that's going to be a big contract. Yep. That that had better be an eight-year deal. Yep.
0: Yeah, that man needs to be an Av forever at this yeah. point. But we'll get there when the Avs get there, which won't be for a couple more years most likely, so... Yeah, I guess that's going to wrap up today's show. Um, I hope y'all enjoyed. Y'all know the usual stuff. Also, be sure to hit up Green Mountain Dental Group. Get yourself set up with a free Sonic Air toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam with them. The best family dentist in the Denver metro area, just 15 minutes from downtown. Super friendly and always be sure, they're always short rather to check in with you and make sure you're up to date on when to schedule your next whatever dental need you may have. On that note, thank you for watching, listening, however you serve the podcast. We appreciate y'all. We'll be back again tomorrow. Uh, if you're signed up for the uh, fantasy draft this weekend with us, check your emails. There'll be an email going out tonight to all of y'all to confirm that you're good to go. And yeah, that's it. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.